I have a question. Yeah. Why is the control room empty? Should there be somebody here like directing us? Oh, he's below the board. He's short. Oh, wait. That? Yeah. Is that my son? It is. Why yep. is my... Quiet, please. Maxwell, how did you get here today? He took a bus. He took a bus? Yeah. Came on the bus. Has he been here the whole time? He was the assistant for... And he's just been moved up. Oh, he's been promoted? Yeah. What's well, a oh, union gig. He's union, isn't he? he? Has been since he was three. <laughs> wow. At three, Four, at three three, they get the card. Two. The Awful Company presents a truly terrible podcast. Welcome to Nonsense, episode number 17. I'm Jeff Parker. And I'm the other guy. This is our take on the week's business tech and entertainment headlines. This time, we'll look at how copyright law affects AI and our big changes coming to banking. So no aviation, just AI. We'll see what we can put in. We'll put some planes in there somewhere. Maybe. Just a sound of planes flying Sprinkle over. Them in. We'll put them in, yeah. My son can do it in post. It's National Teach Your Children to Save Day. I mean, he hoards his Bitcoin. Does that count? Is your child a big uh, a big cryptocurrency guy? Yeah, but he prints them out on paper and then puts them in his piggy bank just for nostalgia. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't understand why. It's also Take Your Daughters and Sons to Work Day, as I can see you've done. Well, I didn't bring him. He was already here. But well, no, he took, the, he took the bus. I know. He did take the bus. <laughs> How's your week going? So far... So good. I mean, a little weird now that my kids work in here, but afraid to say anything now, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I have been on a, uh, a table buying spree. What's a table buying spree uh, in the past, uh, five days. I've literally bought three tables from the fine folks over at uh, crate and barrel. And El do Secundo. you just have empty rooms that need tables? Well, Why does one do this? Not anymore. <laughs> like, you know, you the outdoor furniture gets tired after a while. So yeah. you had to replace that because the sun's a killer. And then I was like, well, we, I can't have a small dining table. So we got a bigger Did you buy one. teak for outdoors. I did buy teak for outdoors. Mm-hmm. Here's the part that I was most proud of. I was able to fit two of these eight foot tables and 14 chairs all in the back of my excursion. Let me tell you what I've been doing with my week is I've been watching basketball games. And so my voice is totally trashed. Yeah. My friend Adam has a phrase which I have commandeered as my own, the effing refing. Effing refing? So I have to yell and scream at the refs just to keep them in line. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I did feel in game three, yeah. I needed to yell, doing great refs because they were making very few errors. Refing in game three was exceptional. Did and then they we appreciate got, that? Then, well, I didn't ever yell it. But game four, they were right back to it. There was different a different ref crew. Game four, they're right back to just being absolutely dreadful. Terrible. Do they yeah. just need glasses? They need to watch the game. Maybe maybe they have astigmatism. Sometimes rulings are just so inconsistent. Sure. All right. Uh, somewhere here we have headlines, and I have an intro to it somehow. Oh, there we go. Let's get to our headlines. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it hasn't changed in 17 episodes, no. and you had to go read it. What is it? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, our headline. Let's get to the headlines. Apple's App Store can stay closed, but developers can link to outside payments, says Appeals Court. This is the Apple ruling where both Apple Epic and Epic. Games, yeah. Yeah, they both appealed the same ruling, which I thought was fantastic. Well, sure, sure, sure. They both different don't reasons. like it. Yeah. Right. Both in opposite happy. directions. So if my understanding is Apple's still allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, but they have to link, they have to allow developers to link to outside payment providers. Right, but do, but then do developers still have to pay them a third of those payments nope. from other I don't think so. payment well, providers? Not if you link out. Because that's the rules. You're right? supposed to pay them a third. Yep. So if you link out, now you pay them nothing? I, th- I, How think does that, I don't think that would change anything, right? Yeah, I think it's not in the app. I don't really know. It's a good question. I'm assuming that you go to the web and it's not in the app, then you can just fund your account however you want. This whole thing about the Apple App Store being the exclusive provider of apps, yeah. the European Union has got, is going to change this, I would the bet. The side loading? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this. Like, yes, I want it to be open, but I also don't want it to be full of spam and shit, which I think is part of the problem when you open it. Like, you don't have somebody policing it. You know, as somebody who's on the other side, as sure. an Android phone, yep. I can tell you, and I, and I do have two app stores that I use a lot. Yeah. I use the regular Google app store and I use F-Droid and I've mm-hmm. never had a problem with spanning, spamming or sure. any problems. I didn't, I didn't hear you. My superiority complex kicked 
than <laughs> you're proud of the fact that your phone does less than mine. There's plenty of of like malware Android apps that are terrible. I think there has been in the past. There hasn't been they in quite a while. Out. Is it all through what? Through somehow they're doing it through computers. They're going through code and they know what to do. I don't know. It's all computers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say windmills. Thank God you said computers. They do it all through. I don't know computers. That's going to be my. Could, I'm, could I'm be stealing that answer. <laughs> Someone's like, well, how does the system work? Ah, it's all through computers. Plastics. That's what it is now. I'm at the checkout line at Ralph's, and I'm just like, it's all it's in the computers. All computers. It's all ball bearings these days. You know, Apple's got humans going through through you know apps looking for various things. And yeah, our act. What you a know, terrible job that is. So I don't think you're going to have those problems. Either. Yeah, scientists may have figured out how to regenerate lost hearing. That sounds good. I think I can't hear it. A team at Harvard Medical School says they've come up with a new drug cocktail of molecules that can regenerate the hair cells. You know, that's how your yeah. ear works in the inner ear to enable hearing. I don't leave it to the folks in Harvard to figure it out. <laughs> to like play it back in my head. What is he saying? What's, why does he, why does he have something happened to him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. So, so this is a pill that regrows It's not the a pill. Head. Okay. It's something you have to put actually into the inner ear. Okay. They've done it in mice. Okay. Don't think about that too hard. But they've put it in and they've repaired hearing in mice. I'm sure there's a good source for uh, deaf mice. mice. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I've seen, I'm sure they wait till deaf mice come yeah, along I'm sure before they, they do the experimenting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oof. They took deaf mice. Yes. Put this stuff in their ears. Correct. And then it regrew. Fish, birds, reptiles uh, can all regenerate their own hairs. I didn't know that. But humans cannot. Is it specifically only regrows hair in my ear? Or like do I put this in and then I turn into Chewbacca? No, I think it's just your ears. Just your I ear? think this is. I think this is Rogaine for your ears. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Ear gain. But it, it could have a profound impact on individuals who have lost part of their hearing. That sounds lovely. World's largest battery maker announces major breakthrough in energy density. This is the uh, the pink bunny with a little drum? It is not. This is oh. Cattle, C-A-T-L, has announced a new condensed battery that has 500 watt hours per kilogram, which is remarkable. And the interesting thing about it, everybody's got lots of new battery technologies that happens all the time. The state-of-the-art batteries are somewhere around 270 to 300, uh, just below 300 watt hours per sure. kilogram. Yep. These are 500. And the amazing thing about this is this will go into production this year. That's crazy. When you start to get above 500 watt hours per kilogram, you can start to make aviation. You can start to make things fly. Oh, I feel Because it's light that. enough. By the way, plus one to you working an airplane in in the headline yeah, segment. Well, sure. Oh, no, I do, what I, do. I do it again. Uh, uh, electric planes to me, I feel like we got a ways to go. In theory. Yes. The, the engine that it runs off of little explosions is safer. Is that what you're I mean, saying? There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts. I'll give you that. And they they, they yes, have their fit. Yes, a jet but that's running on kerosene so well. is so much safer. It's a flying bomb. You should say that next time you're in line at TSA. <laughs> nope. Please. They'll be taking the bus to Nashville Exactly. Now. You'll be taking the bus to Hawaii. Ooh, that's a long bridge. <laughs> anyway, this is very cool. I mean, battery technology uh, does make advancements actually quite frequently. Sure. And mostly we ignore it. But this is a huge jump, almost double, 80% improvement. That's yeah. pretty impressive. I'm pro-battery. No, it's changed the world. Also pro capacitor. I think there's still opportunity with capacitors. It, you could power your Tesla with a capacitor is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah if the, you don't mind, if you get rear-ended and you send yeah, a lightning bolt that the knocks a 20 foot hole in the ground. Yeah, that's fine. You, Other than that, that's a great idea. You run it through the flux capacitor. It'll be fine. I like how fast they charge. Yeah. I also don't like how fast, fast they you discharge. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there's that. I didn't say it didn't come with risks. No, there's some problems okay. there. There are some challenges. Chip designer arm makes its own advanced prototype semiconductor. This makes total sense to me. This is from the department of it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been waiting for? You you literally own the reference design. The 
costs a lot of money, though, manufacturing a, ch- a chip like that, and especially if you don't have any goals for doing anything with it. I'm mean, not that they don't. They Who do they have making it? Taiwan Semiconductor. We should cover those guys. Company. We don't talk about those guys enough. But they say they don't have any immediate plans for it. Yeah, that makes what no that sense means to me. is they will make the prototype, and if it works, they'll figure out you some plans. Think. Yeah, some exactly. plans will come up. You know, it just isn't like a hobby project. No, it's a very expensive <laughs> hobby. We're trying to make the world's largest vacuum. That's a <laughs> hobby project. They're like, no, we're making chips. They will be able to undercut everyone who makes Absolutely. arm chips. And by the way, arm chips are cheap to begin with. Totally. It's a great open source project. Do you follow the Risk Five project? No. Risk like R I S C five. Yes, correct, no. correct. Reduced instruction set chip. I follow Cisc five. <laughs> that project's going nowhere. I'm, I'm a more complex. That individual. project's dead. No, this is an open source project, and it started. I think it started in Berkeley or whatever. Okay. But but it will bring down the cost of chips by an order of a magnitude if they're able to be successful. How so? No license fees. Oh, license fees. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean that's what you pay for mostly sure. when you're paying sure, sure, for sure. arm. Snapchat sees a spike in one star reviews as users pan the My AI feature, calling for its removal. Not a spike you want to see. Nobody goes. Wow, we got a really big spike in one-star <laughs> reviews. And you're like, well, how are zero-star reviews? Well, those are down because you can't actually give a zero-star review. A, do you think there's a live, real-time graph that's totally. showing you the review number, and all of a sudden they just dive down yeah, to one star? Totally. Yep. People didn't like this, this because this thing was at the top, right? That you I don't could know. Talk to their AI? I'm too old to be a Snapchat user. I think it's because they they forced it to be at the top of your chat list. So basically, uh-huh. gate, like they forced the inventory on this my AI thing. That people but you like could go to. one below it. It's like uh, oh, Gmail it puts ads at the top of my. Are you a futurist? How would you do that? How would I do it? Go one below. Like you'd I'm use a your fingers? Yes, I am a futurist. Wow. I, would use, I would use my one of my digits. I would subscribe to your... To your well, okay, easy, buddy. <laughs> Second, I would subscribe to your newsletter. What are you doing with your phone, sir? I'm using one of my digits. Ah, oh, fuck. So you're on a bus with the youngest audio engineer ever in the world. <laughs> Well, he's got to get home. He's got to get home somehow. <laughs> It'll be late for playtime. People dig AI unless it's on Snapchat. Yeah. Do people dig AI? I think a lot of people are freaking out about AI. Unnecessarily. Sure. Agreed. Unnecessarily. Oh my god. Out Please let's it. not slow down the development of this. I kind of want. I'm just spreading gas on the on all the rhetoric around. AI is going to replace everything. Like, yep, you are. You're kind of a yep, plumber's going to replace them. That, that I want to see. <laughs> a little Boston robot over with some AI. GPT may be trademarked soon if OpenAI has its way. This can't work. I don't know. I think it's too late to trademark GPT. I think that cat's kind a of little the, bit out of the bag. In the general usage. Sure. Uh, generative pre-trained transformer is what it stands for, but everybody uses it. In related news, Nestle is trademarking water. Right, right. Like, By the way, if that... anybody could do it, Nestle could. No, they're that's they're true. the ones who Nestle, can figure out Nestle how to make that happen. One. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to drink? some of that no that's ours but i found it in the lake no that's all no, ours that's the a, whole lake is we, ours. we bought the whole rates to water even the, sc- the, water. the stuff coming yeah, yeah. down from the sky that's yeah, ours too. also ours uh, if you hold your mouth open you have to pass a quarter when it's raining <laughs> i understand it's hilarious but it's really kind of close kinda to the sad, truth sad to yeah. be true yeah okay enough of the headlines up next we're going to talk about how copyright law stumbles in an ai world i hope you like it hit the button i own that hit the button copyrighted did i owe you a quarter um, a lot more than I'm a quarter gonna, i'm going to challenge you The basis for copyright protection stems directly from the U.S. Constitution. Did you know that? Yeah, sure, sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was in the Constitution. Yeah. The framers believe that securing, uh, for limited times at least, exclusive rights of authors uh, would promote the progress of science and useful arts. So the primary purpose, right, is to induce and reward authors. That yes. makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and I think the theory is that by granting certain exclusive rights to creators, uh, they can protect their works and ultimately monetize them, which encourages them to make more things. Right. My first time going to the electronic sourcing fair in Taiwan was with a friend of mine who's a listener to this show. I remember walking through the show and they would just yell at you with like 
literally they would literally say copy whatever it was yeah. like oh sure like copy ipod they'd be like copy ipod copy ipod it was right. literally everything was there it was just a movies, clone movies yeah. that, that yep. and literally a guy has taken a video camera yeah I know. and he's so videoed terrible. a movie including yeah. people walking in front of the screen yeah except when you get the video version where they uh shot the um blair witch project that actually stabilized because yeah. the shaking <laughs> matched it so that that guy i give credit to all the other ones are n- n- totally shit but that one that one worked out copyright laws intended to serve the purpose of enriching the general public through access to creative works it's important to understand that copyright law imposes no obligation upon creators to make those works available right okay, so sure. you, so there's also this category of like unpublished works I that are never distributed it, right yep now there's some history around this and i was i did not know the history i know a little bit of it but i want to dig into this really quickly so this goes back to the uh, the Copyright Act of 1790. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't remember that. You were young. You were like in your teens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the length of the copyright established by the founding fathers was 14 years plus the ability to renew it one time for 14 more. So That's it doesn't it. matter when you die. It has nothing to do with your age. It's I just 14 to, years from you had publication. To be alive for the renewal. I think it was when you published it, you had 14 years and you had to be alive in order to get the renewal. So your heirs could not renew it. I believe, don't quote me. I'm definitely yeah, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. copyright scholar, but I think that was the case. Mm-hmm. And the language that they put in was the Congress shall have power to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors, the exclusive rights to their respective writings and discoveries. So it really did seem like they were focused on the people, the creators, themselves not their heirs as you as you mentioned yeah and discoveries makes me think pat- that's part of patents yeah I, was um, that like a broader version of that's my of hunch copyright I, law? I don't know but i suspect that that was the case okay in 1831 40 years later the initial term was changed to 28 years and then they retained the option for another 14 years okay so now you've gone from 14 and 14 to 28 and 14 they also added musical compositions in 1831. Go forward another 75 years, and the Copyright Act of 1909 allowed for works to be copyrighted for a period of 28 years from date of publication and extended from another 14 to 28. So now they've gone from 14-14 to 28-14 to now 28-28. Yeah. yeah. Why they're operating in units of 14 is fucking beyond me. Maybe they were base 14 back then. I don't know. This stayed the same for 70 years. It's a joke from my hex listeners. That's so funny. So now this stayed the same for about another 70 years until the Copyright Act of 1976. Now the copyright would last for the life of the author plus 50 years yeah. uh, or 75 years from publication or 100 years from creation, whichever is shorter. Right? Oh, whichever is shorter. Whichever is shorter. Interesting. Interesting. Then in 1998, the Sonny Bono Copyright Term Extension Act. Babe, I got you, babe. AKA Mickey Mouse Protection Act. Yeah. Extended these terms to life of the author plus 70 years and works of corporate authorship to 120 years after creation or 95 years after publication, whichever is earlier. And that's pretty much what we have in place today. Right. Although they slipped in a little carve out that's kind of interesting. Unless you're Disney, you can keep everything forever. Was that carve out in there? I'm surprised that carve out isn't in there because <laughs> that's where all this comes from. But no, uh, author can reclaim their copyrights after 35 years. Copyrights oh, interesting. That, I didn't know that. It's not a work for hire. So this is how Paul McCartney has gotten back many of the Beatles ah. songs that he didn't have. The uh, 35 years passed, and then you just can declare that you're reclaiming, you're taking so your copyrights back. So you sell it. So I can sell my copyright work to you. Yes. And then I set a timer on my iPhone for 35 years. And you can take it back. I can just take it back. 100%. No restitution, no payment to I'm, you. I just take I'm it back. I'm not a lawyer, but you could definitely should go by my advice. We should do that. I'm going to do it for this show. This show in 35 years, I'm taking this episode, I, just this one. I have some bad news for you. Oh, shit. You can do the same thing, can't you? You already own the copyright to this show. Oh, crap. I don't want it. That sounds like a liability. <laughs> yeah. Now. It's not an asset. Good luck with that. That's the opposite. Oh, no. When Wells Fargo comes after us, they're coming no, after you. No, I'm like this, <laughs> uh, senor. Uh, uh. 
Senior Parker, sí, yes. But, but Paul McCartney made some songs with Michael Jackson, yep. and and when they were doing it, Michael Jackson says, "What do you? How do you invest your money? What do you do?" And Paul McCartney says, "A really good thing is you should buy the publishing to your music. Sure, you're going to want to control what your music does yeah. and doesn't do. You're not going to want it on a bunch of advertising and all that." So Michael Jackson goes and immediately buys the a Beatles catalog collection. full of Paul McCartney's music. That's and not I, what I meant, you asshole. And I don't think they ever spoke again. I think that really? was literally the end of the relationship. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then he proceeded to use the, that catalog, which is why you heard tons yeah. of Beatles songs being On used everything. in advertising, sure. much to Paul McCartney's chagrin. Yeah. So Paul McCartney was trying to get as much of that stuff as he could, and he missed that one piece that went to Michael Jackson. Finally, after 35 years, Reverted of, back. it came back to him. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah. fascinating. That's Again, I'm going to put a big asterisk out. next to this and say, do not take copyright advice from me. I don't know. I'm just yeah. telling you stories I've This heard. whole segment should be should be labeled with may not be true. We are not lawyers. We are not sure. So I thought that was sort of a fascinating background. Hasn't been extended since 98. Okay. So it's been 24-ish years. I don't happen to think it's going to get extended again. But I mean, who knows, Mickey right? Mickey Mouse feature films are coming up. Disney's still are there. They making Disney, are they making feature films with Mickey? No way. Not making them. They have made them and they are about to, like Steamboat Willie has to be back, has to be in the public domain by sure. now, is my guess. Yeah. And I would imagine when they get to the more expensive ones, they're not going to want those to fall into the public but domain. But I kind of believe it's all like, it's not about the value of the, the character as much as it is what they've built around the franchise and how much it's been promoted. So you just wind that well, down. Well, now you can use Mickey years. Mouse dressed up in the Steamboat Willie costume totally. if you want. All you want because yes. it's in the public domain. Yes, and we Disney's should. Disney's not going to sit around for that. Do you think? I think they will. Oh, I think, you, you I think, think they'll, they'll roll enough <laughs> okay. of a. I, I do. I think they'll roll enough of a. You think the lobbying arm of Disney is going to fold their arms and say, that's good enough. Let's let Mickey go out to the world. Well, be, I mean, how much revenue are they can extract from Steamboat Willie in the next. 10 to 100 years. Yeah, I think Disney's interested in the pennies. Really? Yeah. You're going to be down there picking them and be like, well, you you, you uh, showed one Steamboat Willie clip. That's a dollar. And then uh, nobody cares about Steamboat I don't, Willie. I don't, I, for whatever reason, I think Steamboat Willie has gotten out. But but uh, I, I don't know I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying that because it seems like time-wise that would be the case. Walt's been, I don't even know when Walt, Walt died. 66? Something did Walt like that. Die? Yeah. yeah. So it's got to have been 70 years. Yeah. Plus, or but I mean, at, at some point, do you think the lawyer with the straight face can go in front of a judge and be like, well, we should really extend this. We haven't been able to monetize Mickey Mouse enough. A hundred years isn't long enough. We really need 200 years. Wow. You don't know lawyers. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I do. In my mind, I like to think of them. They as, will say whatever you sure, pay them whatever to you say. Want. Yes, apparently. I, yeah, I find this. I do not think this is going to be extended. I do think this is They're like enough is enough. I don't think it's ever too late if you have prized assets that you want to keep out of the public domain. I get that they're prized assets, but like what's coming up next? Snow White and Fantasia? Those are expensive projects. Certainly. but I but mean, Snow White is, is. How many kids under 14 know about either of those? I don't, I don't know, but they probably still make money from them. So I, 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 I can't imagine I Disney leaves anything dormant. Well, they can keep making money from it. it just means somebody else can rip it off. Right. right. They, they're not going to want that. I feel like their strategy has become build new new assets, build new characters. Buy new assets. I don't think buy they new assets. Sure. Well, they built. No, Mandalorian was built. I mean, effectively. Right? They bought like, Lucasfilm. Well, yeah. Okay. They bought the start of it. Yeah. Sure. But you build, you build or buy these new assets. And then you develop them for 20, 30, 40 years, and then you let them slowly wither and you go on to the next thing. So excluding AI, do you think the current copyright system works well? 
in your opinion? Well, I own some IP and I, I know and I, have, and I have some, yes, I have some bias. I have some skin in the game. Mostly it works. Okay. okay. Mostly it works. Okay. Give me the top three things that does poorly. I don't even know if this exists anymore. There used to be this thing called BitTorrents. Yeah. Where people exist. would just freely distribute things that you, yep. you had copyright ownership of and just didn't, totally. didn't really seem to care. Yep. That's probably one through three for me. Is that one through three? <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's safe to say that the, the modern day BitTorrent is the equivalent yes. of like taping songs off the radio of the 80s? Remember when like cassette tapes came out? Like yeah, it was a lot slower. Of course. You, you got a lot fewer of them, but sure. And like, by the way, the courts ruled that you could tape uh, a cassette use. tape. Yeah, yeah sure. For use. You could tape songs off the radio. Totally. Which is a little different. You weren't reselling them then, or you weren't you know, give, making copies and giving them away to all your friends. Why is it different? This is not where I was planning on going with this, but I like talking about it. So yeah. if it's fair use for me, to, something to play on the radio, be broadcast, received by me, and then put on tape for my personal well, use. Well, to play it on the radio, the radio station had to pay, pay for license, a, right? yep. Yeah, an ASCAP yep. license or yep. BMI license or whatever so it why, was. So why today can't I play something on Spotify and record it? I mean, I look, I appreciate it's different, but it's squishy to me of where it's different. I should be able to record things. If I can record things off the I'm, air. I'm understanding that. It's just this is not something I've ever given thought to before. Well, but it, but here it we are. It makes a lot. Of, again, we need to have a pre-production meeting someday. <laughs> but yes, I don't understand why that's different. You I are absolutely the calendar correct. for episode 65. Right before episode 65, <laughs> we're going to do a big pre-production meeting. Along that same line of thoughts, when I buy a CD. Yes. For whatever. Can I'm, you still buy I CDs? Don't know. Does I, that I was going to ask you. Exists? I don't know. I'm guessing somewhere. Let's go back in time. It says 1996. Right. I go to a. Also, nobody buys music anymore. Now we just license it for uh -huh. a period of time. Exactly. We don't even own it. Exactly. So, but, but, and that's what I'm leading up to. Thanks for cutting right to the chase. You're very sorry, good about sorry. this. No, no, it's okay. 1996. I go buy a CD. I pay 12 bucks, whatever it yeah. is, 18 bucks. I, I own quote unquote the CD. The right? copy. Right. I own, I own the physical medium. Yes. So now I can take that CD and I can sell it to you for $5. Correct. That's okay. Correct. That's acceptable. You can, right? you can, you actually could sell it to record stores. They used to buy used yep. CDs. I used to go to them. CD exchange yeah. in Glendale. Correct. Rest in peace. It was lovely. I understand that. And that's the, me owning the physical copy of the thing. Right. And right? that was legal to do. Yep. But if I lost the legal, if I lost the physical copy, mm -hmm. there were no give backsies, right? I didn't get another one. No. Yeah. Not. Okay. But now I don't actually own the song i license the song i shouldn't say now because now we're in streaming age pre-streaming like itunes mm -hmm. i'm just buying a license to the song correct right so correct. i have a license to the song and then i can use it in multiple places i can use a license just for me you can use it for you you can't yeah. you you're not allowed to publicly perform it understood yeah. but can i put it on multiple devices yes well i don't know that's where it starts to get tricky right they start to get grumpy about that well, well no streaming is got, a different animal. i have i have spotify on my desktop that's computer streaming, i have though. spotify on my yeah. laptop i have spotify on my phone and by yeah. the way i have several other music services i vowed never to pay for a music service and i'm pretty sure i'm paying for, for four. all of them yes yeah. yeah exactly turns out never turns into all real quick <laughs> we used to get to tv it gets worse no, but now we're in this license world where like I'm just paying for access to a catalog. I'm yeah, not even paying for right. songs anymore, right? right so this right. happened with um, the Rovio acquisition. Somebody went back to download the first version of Angry Birds they bought like 10 years ago. Okay. And they went back and not only was it no longer called Angry Birds in the in the app store. It was called something different. Why? And why Why did they change the because name? They, because the, the new quote unquote Angry Birds had a bunch of ads in it. And oh. the one they bought was supposed to be ad free. So okay. it had some other name and okay, fine. But so then, why? So you couldn't find it in the app store? What, what was the goal of giving it a new name? I, I think so. When you go search for Angry Birds, you don't you find don't that find one. You, okay, find the, sure. you find the other one. But then some folks were complaining very because clever, by the way. some people couldn't download it. It wasn't there. Some version they had bought was no longer there because they have no obligation to continue to provide the right. binary. 
So if you right. own the binary... Well, they lived in Montana, and so it was outlawed yeah, from being exactly. in the app store. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Was it useful? And in the app store, you can't use it no. in Montana. Is it a horse? You can use it. This is... I've always found this fascinating of like, even with the music, if you buy a song from iTunes, again, not streaming, and you oh, yeah, download okay. the license to it, yeah. they have no obligation to continue to provide the binary. So in some time period... It may just go away, right? Well, that happened, right? Told them I bring it back. Let go back. A, go back one more step. Go to uh, go to Amazon Kindles. Yep. There were books in Kindles that turned out the Kindle didn't have the right to sell. Whoopsies. And yeah, and they took them off of people's Kindles remotely. Oh, I didn't know that. People who had paid for the book and it disappeared. So did they get their money back? They got. They must have got their money back. I don't remember how this came out. So so again, yeah, yeah. you know, like everything on this show, it's probably not consult true. Consult your yeah, local yeah. internet. I think what they did was they had they found a legal version of that and put that back on people's oh, interesting. Kindles. I, I'm not positive about that, but they did something that some yeah, sort yeah. of make good. But this is a real, like, this is a real issue, right? Like if you're paying for an app in the app store, I think most people have an expectation they're going to continue to get it. Yeah, sure. But what happens when you can't? But I mean, that's a, that's a more complicated problem because unlike music, if you don't update that app every couple of years, well, if it's I paid anyway. for the app, I should have like infinite capability to negative. Yeah. Have, but it's a license I'm paying for. You have for. a license to the binary. Is, you don't, you don't, and there's a term to the license that says. Not a term, there's, but there's no term to when you can download it. They don't tell you that, that you can download this thing. So for they the just have to years. cease to, they just cease to provide the download. If you want it, you've paid for Let's it. See. You can get it from some, you know, if you can find it in right. a closed if ecosystem it, though, you can. It's an APK right. on Android that you can get off of F-Droid. Not. Not on not on App Store. You can't. Right. I've always found that a little fascinating. Of like, what are you really buying? You're buying a license to a thing in time. You got no way to. to well, you can technically back it up and then restore your phone. Right. To a new phone, but if you lose your phone, it's gone. Can you, you back up? Backup. I don't even know this is true. I don't know if this is true. Can you back up on iOS an individual app? Can you? Is there any an APK so. equivalent I don't think that you so. could back up? I don't think is without doing some sort of weird jailbreaking. I don't think you can. Okay. I don't think you can like go into iTunes and pull out an app. A single app. I don't think so. Okay. But it gets pretty complicated pretty pretty quick. Is there a simpler system? Can we do something that's easier? Sure. Like without getting to AI, I think copyright's a fucking mess. Yeah. And then you had AI and it's like, well, okay, now it's even more of a mess. Like you already, you had three sharks in the swimming pool and I just dumped a bunch of chum in. Right. It's a total disaster. I feel like it should, we should all just sit down and rewrite it. AI and copyrights. Are, yeah. you, are you interested so, in that? Are I mean, we going to talk about the Drake and Weekend song that was released? Because that man, was kind of an interesting copyright uh, yeah, challenge. I still feel like that was, there's something about that that doesn't fit. Right. Something about that smells I bad. I don't. But t- pretend for a minute that it actually was AI generated. Yep. We don't know that yep. for f- for sure. Yep. There was only one little piece in it, a little part of the music that was was copyrighted. That's yep. the reason why they were able to yep. execute the, the takedown notice. It was just a tag. Yeah. But if you take that off, now an AI has generated something that sounds exactly like existing artists. If an AI generated it. Big if. But I mean, let's pretend, pretend that, that an AI yep. generated. Yep. Now... Copyright law doesn't cover that yep. because it's not a copy yep. of anything. Which is part of why I think something is is sort of stinks here because what you said I believe to be true. And if that was the case, why isn't there a version of it posted without that tag in seconds that they then can't take that? Also, whoever heard of the guy who's theoretically- Ghostwriter 7296 Right, minor? that account yeah. existed for two minutes before it put up that song. Look, if I were if I were the guy that did it, I'd I'd put it up with a burner account too. Sure, Probably, yeah, just to see how 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 it would go. Yeah, but but it's completely possible that I would have called mine uh, Jeff Parker Ghost nine two six just so that nobody could trace it back. It's to possible me. people. Thank you. It's possible people at Universal Music Group were literally saying, you know, it could be a problem 
people could use AI and they could have all the music they want with our artists and we could do nothing about it. We need to preemptively. Let's put, take one of those B tracks and dump that out there. Right. Put yeah. this out there and let's start the process that's, of building man, precedent. That, I like simple solutions and that does seem like the simplest solution. I don't know if that's true. That's completely that's conspiracy theory thinking. But oh, the computers did it. I don't know. They do it with computers. Now. They do it with computers now. But it doesn't matter what happened in this case because that's going to happen. Right. right? 100% right. going to happen. Right. My first blush on this is I, as a consumer, can consume it, whether it's something I read on Stack Overflow, something I listen to from the Universal Catalog, whatever, yeah. then the AI should be allowed to, too, right? At least my AI should well, be allowed to. Well, then the to. AI is going to give it away again and again and again. It's not going to give it away. If it gives it it's, away- It's going it, to give away, in the case of coding and coding information, for example, you mentioned Stack Overflow. Yep. Once you get the information in the AI of how this little piece works, it forevermore can tell the world how this works. This is where it gets interesting. The Stack Overflow example, I think, is a harder one to grok right now. Let's just talk about like music for a second or, okay. or art. If it's spit out the exact same track, if that's what it did, then I'd be like, ah, copyright infringement. Of course, of course. Right? But it's not what it did. But if it changes it substantially, which is exactly what it, it created did, something out of whole cloth. Completely new, right? Out of whole cloth. Then to me, I go, well, that's different, right? Yeah. And I grant that I'm- Current copyright law does not cover that. And I can go listen to every single Drake and Weekend album out there and then go make some new music that might sound like them. Yeah. And they've got no claim to it. If I didn't sample them. You as a musician could Me do as a that. Musician, yes, that's right? correct. You're so not you as an AI. The difference. That's my I mean, this like, is the other issue. I mean, if you have like if you don't even use Frank Sinatra as your input. Sure. If you, you just use Frank Sinatra. It sounds like Frank. If you use Frank Sinatra sure. imitators, yeah. now you're not even using Frank Sinatra as input. Sure. And you're gonna get back a Frank Sinatra song that sounds exactly like Frank Sinatra, a song that he never sang. Totally. Now are you are you violating, you know, copyright law? I can't picture you are. If I sound similar to Frank Sinatra and I write a new song and sing it, I'm pretty sure I'm not violating any copyright held by Frank Sinatra's catalog. Yeah, this is going to be a huge issue. Huge issue. So I just look at it, sort of keep it simple, stupid. If I as a human can read it or consume it, whatever it is, read, listen, whatever, mm -hmm. then the AI should be able to oh, as see, well. I don't agree with that. Why not? Well, again, I'm going to go back to Stack Overflow because yeah. I, because now the AI can freely pass back the information I mean, if the AI, but, if the AI, but so can I, to, I can read it and go, oh, yeah, you put a semicolon at the end. Lot I'm pretty slower. fucking fast, man. Come on. Uh, I've seen you your me? code. Yeah. It's no. bad. One hand. Um, <laughs> what, but, but I regurgitate the information. So you're just saying, so you're punishing the AI because it's faster. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a good answer for this, but yes, I mean, it, forevermore, the AI will be able to give out the answer better 100%. than Stack Overflow gave it out. But and so AI, you'll never need to go to Stack Overflow again. Stack Overflow ceases to exist. Well, no, it doesn't you're cease to You're going to kill their business. No, because it's symbiotic. Like those two things have to exist together. No, Stack Overflow will only exist for like information that's two minutes old. And then once the AI grabs it, it's gone. But where does it get the rest of it? When when C++ comes out, yeah. somebody's got to tell it how it works. No, I'm tell Bjorn not to name it that for one thing. <laughs> Bjorn, enough of the pluses. <laughs> so your, your view is that you need to protect those assets you're going to end and and this feels and, like and i have no dog in this ho ho i have no dog well in this you kind of do because you are a content owner but i don't own things like i don't own like content that someone else put up on a site that is Yet. how to do certain kinds of code things sure that that ai is going to be able to look at once and replicate a million times and answer a million people's questions on exactly how to do that but i mean but that, I, that ends that ends the ad impressions that Stack Overflow gets. I, I don't think it ends them. I really don't. Is it a more efficient way to access something? You're never going to go back to Stack Overflow for information like that, that I don't didn't know. come out two minutes ago. I still think you will. I think the majority of it might go away, but I think that's okay. 
especially if you've got an attribution model and a model that allows them to get some revenue from it. Now, what that looks like, I don't know. That's a complicated problem. Yeah. But if that's the only problem, if it's just monetization, then do we agree that it's a good thing? If Stack Overflow agrees to it, it's a good thing. Well, that's where it gets a little complicated, it's too. If they don't agree to it. I mean, everybody's locking down their data. Reddit, Reddit is locking down sure. their data so that AIs can't just and suck it up. Stack Overflow and Reddit are two that are tough for me to... Right. I know in your TOS, you give it all to them. Much like if you take a photo, a stock photo, and you post it at Getty Images, you've agreed to a TOS that says they can do... Well, but they give me royalty for it. They do yes, give, yes. Yeah, they do give you royalty for it. Hmm. All right, up next, Jeff's going to talk about possible big changes coming to the banking world. Yes, things are changing in banking, unlike everywhere else, apparently. So we didn't want to bore them enough with copyright. Now we're going to go to banking. <laughs> this is the driest episode ever. <laughs> I feel like aviation maintenance is how we should tie up this show with a bow. <laughs> banking is not sexy to you. Banking is sexy, man. You get money for that. Which, like, we're going to talk about CDs? Okay, so this CD yields 5.6%. <laughs> Hit the button. You put your money into it. Are you, yes. CJ Little, sitting yes. across from me at this table here yes. and now, a person who will look at savings rates, interest rates, and yes. move your account accordingly to try to get higher rates? Is that mm, something you've ever done or yes. thought about doing? Yes. And did you do anything about it? Did you actually do it? A couple times. Oh, really? So mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. I, I as well, but I'm a bank nerd. So. You're, a you're the biggest bank nerd. Well, you're the one of the two biggest bank nerds I know. Yeah. So so uh, tell me why you did this and what, what was the move? Well, and if you don't need the cash, it's just sitting there. Like, I'll throw it into a CD for a while. Why not? But that's it. You're moving. You're staying within the bank. You're just putting it into oh, a different, different instrument. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. If your question was about moving banks. Yes. Have you ever moved banks for better savings rates? No. Mm once for a for a refi but kind of no the answer is kind of no and why do you do it in that funny voice because i was trying to think through it and <laughs> okay. kill time i don't want to fart during that time so i feel like mm, it was better for you and your nose Prob but you hey you make your own decisions was. all right let me tell you ask me again and see what the fuck happens okay buddy <laughs> I am inclined to move my money around for better rates. Now, for savings, no, because here's the problem. You are only FDIC insured yeah, for yeah. your savings up to $250,000. Get above $250,000 at any one bank, and now you're making an unsecured loan yep. to a highly leveraged counterparty. Yep. This is a problem. No return. The reason that I bring this up is because Apple has just created a credit card. Uh, they have a credit card that they created a while back, and now they are adding to it savings accounts. Yeah. And it's kind of an interesting thing because they're offering 10x what the country's average yeah. interest rate high is. High yield, right? Yeah, it is It is high yield, but you have to have the credit card as well. It's, sure. got, it's got an interesting tie to it. Do you have to use the card with a certain amount in order qualify because that'd be smart i don't know the answer that'd to be that. super smart the way that they are phrasing it uh, you you can add money to it but really what they're doing is the, your cash back that you get from using the card gets dumped into that high yield savings right. account sure but i think a lot of people would happily move their money because most people aren't bank nerds so they don't care about their interest rates yeah. and they're going to see this as a way to get much better interest a big part of what keeps me at um my existing banking relationships, which might change soon, yeah, because my bank was just purchased, is uh, I have all the account numbers and routing numbers memorized, and I have for 20 years, and I just don't want to change right. them. Bank accounts traditionally are sticky yeah. money. Yeah, sure. I mean, they can give you a half a percent interest rate, and you stay there because you don't want to. Most people don't want to think about it. Yeah, and most people have small enough amounts of money at the bank that it's really not going to sure. make a huge a huge difference. However, what they don't calculate is that small amount of money over a long amount of sure. time adds up, and that's going to add up. Snowball. Right? Do you use Google Pay? Apple I Pay? do. I use Apple Pay and Google Pay more. 
or Apple Pay, probably five to you one. You have both. That's really interesting. Both. Yeah. And you have them both on your iPhone? Yes. You bang your watch on the I, I uh, Let me be clear here. Apple Pay native to iOS, Google Pay only within Chrome. So I only use Google Pay for online transactions. Okay. Uh, and, and why do you use the, your, your PayPal? I do. You use it for online transactions? I've, I've been using it more over the past couple of years than I did previously. Yeah. Mainly because I think... I think it was an Amex trick. I think Amex was like, use it. We'll give you some money back. And yeah, I sure. started using it and it was fine. I also will use it anytime I think the vendor is sketchy, which I'm not sure actually buys me anything. I think I'm better off using wait, Amex. you use PayPal or you use PayPal. Google Pay? PayPal. Because um, why? Because the... Oh, wait. If they, if they accept both, I'll lean towards Google Pay. Because you have more faith in Google yeah. that you will get a yep. fair transaction. Yep. And if not, you'll get your money back. And with PayPal, it's not that I'm going to get my money back because I'm pretty sure if, if the transaction goes sideways, PayPal's never going to give me my money back. But they don't have my card number. Interesting. Because I, I, again, I memorize my card number. I'm an efficiency dork. So I memorize my card numbers. Yeah. And I don't, if I'm at some sketchy site, my car gets lifted every couple of years. I have to then get a new card and rememorize it. And yeah. I see, I'm an efficiency dork. So I just bang my watch. I don't know any numbers. I barely know. Sure. I mean, you know, it's just the default of whatever I've set up on my watch. So I don't have to I, know any of that. I still feel like there's a decent number of places that I go often that do not support Apple Pay. So I can't just bang my watch. Oh, I, I almost never encounter a place. And, and I'm sure they support Apple Pay and Google equally. Sure. I'm not pushing one over the other, but everywhere I go seems to support Google Pay. I can tap my watch yeah. almost everywhere now. No. And then I also, like, I like to use my watch when I travel for boarding passes. Yeah. You should have seen me at the Austin airport try to jam my hand under the scanner because it's like three <laughs> inches room. I'm like, we're going to make it fucking work. And your QR code it's must like have this just big. been minuscule. And this woman was just looking at me and I was like, we're going to make it work. And did it work? No. Use my phone. No. I literally have fat wrists. I couldn't get it in there. I just couldn't get it in there. It takes a little more resolution me. to make the QR code work. No, no, no. No, that part's fine. There's literally the physical room. I couldn't get my wrist under the scanner. Could you take your watch off and put it into the... Yeah, but then you take it off, it locks. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I just got on my phone. I decided to spare the people behind me. So, so what I wanted to talk about was, besides tap to pay, I think... Apple has, they're not, by the way, giving the best interest rates. If you shop around, yeah. there are easily dozens of banks who are giving higher sure. interest rates for savings and don't require you to own a certain credit card. Sure. They don't require you to take the credit card. And they have minimum balances of zero you have to keep and, you know, all the same the same perks and you can get higher interest rates. I don't think that's going to matter. I think banking is about to change yeah. in a big, big way because people will happily move their stuff over. That's friction. It's so frictionless. Frictionless. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I also think most people, I think the vast majority of people aren't um, utilizing any sort of personal service from their bank. It's very transactional mm -hmm. and sort of almost like faceless, if you will. And, it's, and it seems to be going more that way, like automated teller machines that do more than just cash withdrawal going, going that way 30 years ago sure so well but now more so than ever right like you walk into a b of a you just take a bunch of checks and just shove it into a slot and it figures it all out for you it scans you can, it and you can if you're, if you're staying under a, you know a certain level you can just do it on your phone you don't even have to yeah, go, exactly. to the, go to the b of a which i think if like if there's no bigger fuck you to signing a piece of paper it's that it's like no we don't actually need the paper <laughs> just take an image of it and it's like well, well that's but that's really, been the case for a long time that law's I been know, passed a I long, know, a long I time know. ago and, but why we're we still using like little pieces of quaint paper that we sign on back and forth like it's just beyond me and, the, and there's a zero exactly. a zero hour that it where it clears there's all sorts of things about banking yeah. that you is gotta manage the float How's yeah the float? it just full of anachronisms which is by the way i think what has allowed cryptocurrency to be so interesting to most sure. people because the, the way banks work is rooted in something that's you know 100 plus years old totally i yeah. mean we talked about this last segment right like if you don't adapt you just die well but it's taken a long time they've gotten away with it they're charging interest rates for loans and and they are charging 
charging fees for even having small savings account, not yep. large savings account, yep. small savings account. They're charging fees as if Gladys is having to go to the back, yeah. pull your file yeah, out, yeah. and stamp your thing yeah. with the None date. None of that shit's happening. None of that stuff's yeah. happening. Servers are free. I mean, they're yeah. practically free. Yeah. So banking is ripe for disruption. Sure. And it sure seems to me Apple is the company to disrupt Without it. a doubt. I think this is the start of something huge. I mean, once they started, once they roll out Apple Pay, I was like, hmm, this is going to be a thing. Because what is Apple Pay is a network that's sitting on top of your credit card. That's how it started. Right. It's like, well, now just it's their own credit card. Cut out the fucking credit right. card, right? You don't need the credit card. One step less. And then as you get more Apple penetration, you don't need the little Visa or MasterCard logo and whatever the 15 bips, whatever they charge just for the, having the fucking logo on the thing. Right. This happened because of a quirk in history. The, okay. the thing that made this, this possible. Apple Pay. Okay. Being able to have savings accounts. A quirk in history. They are Because they're not a licensed bank. They're not. No. A, they're not a bank. No. So they have to have someone who is a bank behind oh, them. Yeah, I know. What and there is literally not a bank who doesn't have a consumer-facing business that this, this wouldn't cannibalize. Sure. Turns out there There's actually one. is just one. Yeah, yeah. And it's Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And do you know how they become a, became a bank? Uh, I'm guessing Goldman put a big pile of money in someone's pocket at some point. You no, know, it's not not even like a dump anything. truck full of money. It, what happened was we had the Great Recession in 2007. Yep. Banks were going to go under left and right, and they were doing everything they could do to prop up all the, all the banks as best they could. Goldman was an investment bank. Yep. If, in fact, they had worked with Apple quite a bit. Okay. When Steve Jobs, they didn't sit, take Apple public, but when Steve Jobs came back to Apple from Next, he needed money desperately. They had 60 days worth of cash and they, yep. would, they would have been dead. Or at least that's the way he told wow. it. So they needed to raise some some overnight paper and Goldman jumped in and did that for them. And cool. Goldman has been their buddy ever since. Sure. 2007, 2008, financial crisis. Goldman is in some, in some financial trouble. Mm-hmm. And the Treasury Department allows Goldman, if they would like the option to become a bank. Oh, interesting. Now they like are a retail bank. Correct. Now yeah. they have access to all sorts of services Got and it. help and can, you know, to, to survive. Yep. That's how Goldman becomes a bank holding company. Yeah. So Apple is not a bank, but Goldman Sachs is, is a bank that yeah. does have no consumer facing, yep. no noticeable consumer you yep. know, uh, of merit, consumer facing business. So the two of them together now have been able to go into this and, wow. and create savings accounts that are, you know, quote unquote, high yield savings accounts. Yeah. What's next? Where are they going next I with mean, this? The banking services that they're going to be able to provide and the lack of friction in totally. those services, this is going to change banking. For sure. In a huge way. I think you're a year away from Apple being able to say truthfully that they might hold more deposits than any other bank wow. in banking. Now, the only thing that will slow that is deposits are sticky, as, sure. as we've noted. Yeah, sure. But in time... They've been less sticky the past, I don't know, three months than they've ever been. Because well, people don't trust their banks. It's something yeah. like... FRC set, had $100 20, billion dollars in withdrawals in like the month of March. 27% of people say they strongly believe in their bank while the rest of the people don't. So so they, the numbers the are terrible. 73% is waiting in line. They couldn't answer the poll because they're waiting in line to get their money out. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Trust in banks is at an all-time low. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's why FRC got hammered, right? First of all, it got hammered because so many of their clients had money beyond the limit. They're yeah. just like, oh, we're going to take that now and put it somewhere else. Now, here's here's the uh, the big hiccup in all of this. Consortium of banks, seven banks have gotten together and they want to make a wallet. They've all tried yep. individually, by yep. the way. Stupid. There's been, there's been tons of these people trying to do their own. Chase tried to yep. do one. Um, Capital One tried to do one. Walmart Pay yep. tried to do one. Kroger Pay tried to do a wallet. Samsung's got a wallet that's yep. actually semi-successful, but small potatoes compared to what Apple's is going to be. Small potatoes compared to Google's. But a consortium of seven banks have yep. gotten together and they're creating a wallet that is called Pay. P-A-Z-E. Terrible name. Well, not only is it a terrible name, the friction, because it's not your phone, 
Ugh. I think it's insurmountable. Send a fax. I'm sure it's going to be a card that has a chip on it where you tap sure. to pay or whatever. But again, get I'm it, not taking yeah. a card out of my wallet when I can just turn my wrist over. Totally. Sign this form here. Get it notarized here. I'm not sure what Pays does to make themselves more attractive than either Google Pay or Apple Pay. And, and Apple nothing. Pay in particular because it has a savings account. It's probably that. more attractive to the consortium because it's less fees, but it's not more attractive to the consumer. I, I don't know if it's less fees or not. I don't know how that will work. Apple, Apple takes a little fraction of of a percent yeah. from every transaction, but they don't take it from the, the person doing the buying. They yeah. take it from the credit card, yeah. which is why a lot of credit cards don't work with Apple yeah. Pay. Sure. Right. I definitely see where that goes away. I don't see how a consortium of banks, unless they're super forward thinking, I don't see how they get that done. I mean, it'd have to be native on all the, like you said, on all the phone stacks, which is feasible. But a- Apple Pay is native on the yeah, phone well, stack. Of course, yeah, of course. 16.5, version 16.5 of iOS, I believe, has it. It's oh, built into it. I mean, it's Apple Pay? No, way earlier than that. Right. But, but but the uh, the savings account, you've got to have oh, a fairly sure. recent version of sure, ios sure sure, sure. That yeah makes sense. Uh, something like 75 percent of apple phones have activated apple pay because they put it in the onboarding process the percentage is huge yeah and the onboarding process is pretty smooth for it pays ain't gonna have that nope no that's interesting to me it de- definitely feels like a wolf in sheep's clothing it being apple so is this the next thing that the european union comes after probably because banks know. aren't going to be happy about no, this. No, banks aren't going to be happy about this at all. And I don't see the bank's uh, uh, consortium card having any dent, making but any dent in this. But isn't this just competition to existing banks? Like, isn't that a, a good thing? But it's so much bigger. Yeah, I get that. I mean, okay. Apple has so much more access. Now that they've got you used to, for most people, probably tapping their phone. For some yeah. of us, tapping our watches. I don't think anyone has that kind of scale to, sure. to disrupt the industry like this. Yeah, nobody's got the scale to disrupt like they can, for sure. Well, Google does. Think about think about how many uh, phones Android are out there. How many Android? Yeah, devices. 5x yeah. the number of Apple devices? Give or take. Uh, 72% and iOS is 27% of devices. So, 4X. so yeah, 4x. It's, it's, it's a pretty significant difference. That's a lot of devices. I think we'll absolutely have it. But I think it'll be curious is like, am I getting a mortgage from Apple sometime soon? Like, are they going to get I don't see kind of why they would stop. Products? I don't right, see why, why not. not right? I would think that's exactly Once where Once you have the go. relationship, like, and the current mortgage process is not exactly what I'd call streamlined. I think like there's a lot of room to make that more efficient. Oh, for sure. Current payment process. I mean, oh, yeah. Good point. a guy comes to you at the restaurant and hands you the bill. You hand him your credit card. He goes somewhere and does something magic and comes back it's, to you. If you go to Europe, by the way, they bring the they machine bring the to, you. to you. So you're, yeah. you, they never touch Which your credit card. Which always catches me just how Pavlovian I am when I go there. And I go to hand the credit card and they look at me like I've got three heads. They can't touch it. They can't touch it. They literally won't touch it. No, we don't want that thing. Meanwhile, here, and this drives me fucking crazy. It happens every month or two. Someone's like, well, let me just write down your credit card number. I'm like, don't do that. And they're like, we'll just write it down. So we bill you later. I'm like, please, God, don't do that. Please. Like, what are you worried about? I'm like, everyone getting my credit card number because you just hand keyed into some system. Right. And somehow that's still allowed. Like, no, I still have to sign a piece of paper when I go to the restaurant. What planet am I on that I have to do that? Well, also, I mean, why, why doesn't it just take a voice print and I can just say, pay that? I have the card. I have the physical card. Like, if you want something else, put on two-factor, but not my signature. It's ridiculous. And a piece of paper that's got to get printed out and then shoved on a spike somewhere. Like, just tap the card. Every right. other country on the planet. Let me just say that the Apple pay, which is no. going to just, in, in your and my view, yeah. is going to increasingly, increasingly, increasingly taking o- take over financial services. Yep. And Google theoretically can do the same thing, sure. I guess. Consider the uh, the one bank that's left then. Goldman Sachs? What happens to Goldman Sachs when Apple starts to cut them out? Because I mean, that's where that's going. Are they going to be big enough to be able to cut out Goldman Sachs? They yeah. Yeah. 
Apple, absolutely, and they're the, the, and they're the, the front face of all of it. So, so of so course, got like three trillion dollars in deposits, and Goldman's like, please stay with us. I'm like, no. Well, even now, Goldman is paying a fortune to even be sure. part of this party. Interesting. Goldman lost a billion dollars on Apple Pay. It's three, year? three billion in the last three years, something okay. like that. And and uh, they're perfectly happy to continue. One point two billion dollars <laughs> is what they lost in the first nine months of of twenty twenty two. Wow. And a one billion dollar pre tax loss for twenty twenty one. And they're, the, and they're losing, you know, a billion dollar here, billion, billion dollar there, hoping eventually this works out for them. I think long term, this is not going to work out for what's them. What's the loss? I think we have a lot of people who think. So they're writing down bad debt. They have to. Apple's not writing down the bad of debt. Of course. No, of course. But I don't know where yeah. it's coming from. Chase. What is, how much does Chase write down? Chase has better controls over who they allow to have a Chase card. Got it. Okay. They're so, much more picky about who their customers are. Seems... Just because you can afford a $1,000 one-time payment sure. for an iPhone doesn't mean you're a good credit risk. But you, just because you have an iPhone doesn't guarantee you're going to get the Apple card. You still have to go through like an application process. They still accept you. But the bar is so minimal. Why? Gold, Goldman has a lot, of, a lot of money they can potentially lose in starting this business, I mean, and it's not going to hurt them. But at the same time i think ultimately goldman is is you know cut out of this business and we think it's bad if you don't pay your your apple card bill they just break your phone that's what it should be <laughs> that like, would be look, awesome you got 60 days and then we just we start turning off features <laughs> on your phone one at a time You're like text messaging not anymore you don't you want to browse snapchat you uh-uh. are browsing Mm-mm, not a thing <laughs> pay your bills you know what happens next week we turn off email and they just keep going and then all you can do is like they can call one phone number that's it <laughs> to give money to pay your i'm bill. sorry do you like air fryer videos nope not anymore you don't just turn it all off. People pay their fucking bills right away. It's basically a digital repossession. <laughs> all right. We got to get out of here. But quickly, before we do, have you seen or read anything good this last week? Well, you know, it's the start of the best time of the year. You know what that is, right? Guessing for you, it's going to uh-huh. be the hockey playoffs. Hockey playoffs. That's yes. right. Lots and lots of playoff hockey. Did lots you watch of my Kings lose? I did not see that game. Yeah. You know, the Kings are my number two team. My yeah. number one team did not make the playoffs this year. So we oh, don't no. talk about that. Okay. So you've been watching the Kings? I have been watching some of the Kings games. They're doing yeah. well. Yeah, so I mean that's what that's what I've watched. And I, a giant waste of my weekend. I, I could not get away from NBA basketball and, and hockey. You do you only watch sports that have some kind of clock involved in it? Now that baseball has a pitch clock, yeah, I think it all, it is all clock dependent. In fact, I'm going to say my thing of the week is just Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. We are having a great old time. Yeah? Mookie Betts has moved from right field to shortstop. How? No, no, no. This you. This is the level of difficulty of learning. It's like being a scuba diver who suddenly sure. learns to, you know, fly to the moon. Okay, I don't know anything about baseball, but those seem like two very different things. Right. Playing in right field and playing shortstop could not be more different if they so had to be. why did they move him to shortstop? Because he's good He's really it. good at it? Because he's really good That's at amazing. it. That's amazing. That's the episode. Thank you for joining us for all of this nonsense. A truly terrible podcast from The Awful Company. Visit us on the web at nonsense.production. I'm CJ Little. I'm the other guy. If you like this program, please follow, download, subscribe, and like at Apple Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or our favorite, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Podcastindex.org. Special thanks to our floor director, Max Little. Max, you better get your ass to school. We'll be here every Thursday morning for more nonsense. Please join us. I think the dementia is setting in. <laughs> <laughs>